Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. If you were curious, this is not a way to inoculate yourself from the coronavirus, although there was a shot involved. Police in Calhoun County, Michigan, say this unidentified 66-year-old man will live. He'll just be talking at a bit higher pitch after the Wednesday evening incident. Authorities went to a residence near Battle Creek just before midnight and found that the man had suffered an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound to the groin area. It seems as though the dude was hanging out at home around midnight with a handgun in the waistband of his pants. And that's a recipe for disaster any day of the week. Reports say the man was adjusting the gun in the waistband of his pants when it accidentally discharged, striking him in the private parts area of his private parts. <laughs> well, I guess my dad was right, Cliff. What's, what's that? Because when I was growing up, yeah. he always said, nothing good happens after 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> and didn't you say that was around midnight? Yes. A lot smarter than I gave him credit for. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but the tough part about this whole stupid virus thing is the do yeah. not touch your face part. We've mentioned this before, Cliff. Yep. I'm struggling with it. Yesterday, yeah. I was forced to Google <laughs> how to pop a zit without touching it. <laughs> how do you do that? That's... There is nothing on Google. There's no way to do that. I tried and tried. (laughs) Well, Cliff, I watched an expert on TV yesterday. Well, you did. He said that, and I never even thought of this, when you use your microwave oven, it slows down the Wi-Fi in your house. Really? Who'd have thought that? I had no idea. He says that it chokes down the internet connection every time you have it on. (laughs) I mean, it seems a bit odd. It does. Because... Everyone knows that those microwaves at that strength are relatively dangerous. You know what I'm saying? I understand that. So they, they try to build the microwaves in such a way that they don't get out and fly around in the room. They all stay in that little box. So it would just seem odd that those microwaves would affect the Wi-Fi signal. I'm just saying. I, I'm following you. you know, but... I understand what he's saying. I can see the logic behind it. But I counter with my own logic. I think of it as the digital equivalent, Cliff, of yeah. somebody flushing the toilet when I'm taking a shower. <laughs> you wouldn't think that would happen either. Yeah, but, but it does. Oh, it does happen, yes. Mm-hmm. We, there was a time when oil was king. Some of us may remember a brief period in 2008 when the benchmark price of crude oil topped $152 a barrel. I don't remember what world crisis was going on then, but the oil markets were into panic mode because, well, they, everyone thought there was going to be way more demand for oil than what could be made available, probably something in the Middle East. And as most people realize, with nearly a quarter of the world now on some form of lockdown because of the coronavirus pandemic, the exact opposite is happening. No one is driving anywhere. And that means demand has fallen down through the bottom. You might say it's in the toilet. But production has been high. So high, in fact, that some experts are worried that we'll run out of places to store oil when it comes out of the ground. After global affairs calmed in 2008, the price slackened. Our $4 a gallon gasoline dropped off a bit. The price in January for a benchmark called Western Canadian Select was $36.82. That was just a couple of months ago. But yesterday, the price for that same barrel of oil was 
$6.45. Compare that to a barrel of stuff you can now buy on Amazon. Barrel of oil, $6.45. Barrel of monkeys, $9.33. Are they real? <laughs> Have you never played the game Barrel oh, of Monkeys? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> That's nine dollars. Well, it's a big bo- It's a big one. You know they get. Oh, it's the these, big barrel. It's the big barrel. Well, we were never so fortunate to they have, have the, the big, big barrel. barrel. Did you well, have the big barrel? Uh, may have had the big barrel once. Yeah, those are fun. It was fun. I'd order some of them if I had nine bucks. <laughs> well, it's more expensive than barrel oil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Clipper, yeah. are you okay this morning? <laughs> Do I sound a little you sound, different? I really paid attention at 7, and you sound like there's something going it's on like, with you this it's morning. It's like I'm not getting the words out, even as bad as I normally do. It's a little I mean, worse a little, today. Yeah, yes. it is. Well, I'll tell you what happened yesterday. It's like you have a paralyzed tongue. <laughs> well, that's in a sense, that's kind of what happened. Because you know how they, they say that you should uh, make sure that you cover your sneeze in some form. Yes. You know, preferably into a tissue, but... Every once in a while, you get kind of those like it's like a panic sneeze. It's just like suddenly there, and you you are left in a in a panic to um, cover it. You don't spray the room. Well, it happened to me yesterday, and um, it just like suddenly there it was. And the only thing I could do was turn my head and get it kind of down into my elbow. You know, or was going to go down in there where my hoodie was. And in that that movement combined with the violent force of the sneeze caused me to bite down on my tongue so hard that it's. St- well, it's like it's really sore in this one spot over on the side, and my tongue is stiff. It doesn't like move like it's supposed to. So you're talking with a stiff tongue. <laughs> talking this with a stiff tongue, yes. Now is that a workman's comp claim you can <laughs> get? Know. Well, it happened in the building, so I would assume so. Yes, given the you know hazardous nature of the thing that's going on and the difficulty of the job that we all have here. Oh, yeah. It's hazard pay. You're like an American hero this morning, Cliff. You tried to <laughs> save all of us and injured that delicate tongue of yours. Well, it's not really, you know, delicate. Well, it seems to be. Not many people sneeze and injure their tongue. Well, I just bit down on it really hard. Now, can you get, like, insurance for stuff like that? I would assume so. Like some I mean, insurance company? <laughs> like that Lloyd's of London thing? Yes. Who was it, like Raquel Welch had her legs insured for a million dollars or... An opera singer has their voice insured for... I would assume that I could get a Lloyd's of London policy on my tongue. Tongue insurance for <laughs> Cliff Ingram. <laughs> who's working with a half-paralyzed right. tongue this morning. Well, ginger ale, Cliff, it's yeah. it's really not known for having a very strong ginger flavor to it. Well, that's true. It's it, kind of a delicate thing. I would I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. light. Yeah. And... This is what happens, though, when they start tinkering with it. Uh-oh. Canada Dry is rolling out. They've just done it. Yeah. A new flavor called Canada Dry Bold <laughs> that has a stronger, <laughs> spicier ginger flavor to it. Okay. And apparently, yeah. that's not just the hype. You know, a lot of times they hype stuff up about new and improved, yeah. more taste and all of that. Yeah. One reviewer says, and I'm quoting from this reviewer, yeah. it's strong. Really? Burns at the end. Now, I have a rule, Cliff. Nothing passes over my lips if there's any chance of it burning at the end. It's just, it's, I kind of live by that rule. So, it's, specifically, what end are you referring to? I don't know. He didn't, he didn't really... Is it like, you know... The throat the, end? The aftertaste end of the drink, or the ring of fire end, you know, when it's digested and... Yeah. Probably the throat end. 
But I'm not taking that chance, are you? No, I'm not. No, not at all. Wow. Well, Cliff. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot. Yeah. When I was a kid, my favorite cartoon of all time mm-hmm. was The Roadrunner and Coyote. Yeah. Now, the whole premise of that show was what, Cliff? <laughs> what was the whole idea behind every the, episode? Every episode involved the coyote was going to catch the Roadrunner. Right. And once the coyote caught the Roadrunner, I believe his intention, although never stated directly, was to eat him. Correct. Okay. Now, with that being in every episode... Yeah. I got, I've been thinking about this. Maybe yeah. it's because I'm stuck at home after I leave here. <laughs> but I got to a lot thinking. Of, a lot of things on your brain. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, last night. Yeah. If the coyote yeah. has all this money to be able yeah. to buy all the stuff from that's, the Acme product well, company. He pretty well kept, kept the uh, Acme Anvil production line going. Yes. <laughs> if he has that much money to buy all that stuff to kill the, the uh, Roadrunner yeah. in order to eat the Roadrunner. Yes. Why didn't he just buy food and forget the whole thing? <laughs> would have been a lot simpler, wouldn't it? Just go into a restaurant. That's right. And who would turn down a coyote because he could eat you? That's exactly right. So you're, you're going to serve him. Have a burger. Yes. <laughs> Don't forget to tip your waiter or waitress. Well. I would totally understand that. <laughs> the whole time, the yeah. answer was right well, there in his I mean, hands. Here's a, here's a set of alternate plot lines. <laughs> okay. The coyote could have turned to the back page of the catalog for the Acme company. You know, the one where all the livestock was? Right. And he could have ordered his whole flock of uh, baby roadrunners and set up a pen and raised his own food. As opposed to catching the one who just ran around on the uh, highway in the desert. And a lot less trouble. He wouldn't have to run. <laughs> right. Would have injured himself a lot less. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Of course, the cartoon would have been a little lamer. It would have been pretty boring, I would say. Here's a coyote walking into a restaurant. <laughs> like episode a After episode. Yeah. We'd, as much as people are being urged to stay home and stay well during this pandemic, there are still those who just have to get out. Now, of course, here in Indiana, well, residents are encouraged to go outside as long as they maintain social distancing. But in the country of Spain, they've been completely locked down for nearly two weeks. The restriction far more severe than what we're experiencing. It's basically, in Spain, one step short of martial law. The lockdown there, leaving police writing tickets to those who were found walking outside. Including this guy, who they caught walking the streets along the city of Toledo, an ancient town southwest of Madrid. Well, he wasn't walking. He was more like crawling on all fours, wearing a disguise in an attempt to make him look like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to have quite a costume, Cliff. To, to make yourself look like a dog. To, yes, to pull off the dog look. <laughs> Perhaps you've already heard this. If not, this will be kind of shocking. The Indianapolis 500 is being moved from May <laughs> all the way to August. And yeah. they're going to race backwards this year. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, they're not. Backwards. No, that last part's not true. I mean, there are races that they run at the uh, Speedway backwards. But that's not going to happen for the Indy 500. I mean, in reverse. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not doing they're gonna, that. No, they're not doing... The only thing that they're doing is moving the race to August. So the backwards part is just... Stuff you made up. Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't have to point it out so directly. <laughs> All right, now's your time to call. 812-386-1250. It's time for no prize. Just punishment That's here right. on the Morning Road Show. So what we have today is a, a multiple choice question. You have to guess correctly 
in order to save us from hearing Falco's Rock Me Amadeus. That's exactly right. And um, if you get it right, we're all happy. And if you miss, then it's your fault. Everyone in town will be blaming you. <laughs> Are you ready, Cliff? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. Hi, who's this? Nick from Otwell. No, it's oh, Nick from Otwell. it's Nick. <laughs> Good morning, Nick from Otwell. Good morning, guys. Now, are you uh, are you a well-traveled man, Nick from Otwell? Oh, I travel all over Petersburg. <laughs> We're in trouble. Oh, no. We're in trouble. You got that all queued up there, right? I've got her queued. Now, you know who Falco is, right? Yes, I do, and I actually like that song. <sighs> Please don't throw off and make us do this, Nick, okay? Promise me you won't throw off. I promise. All right. I'm going to give you the names of some towns and the state that they're in. One of these towns I just made up, Nick. You tell okay. me which one is made up, okay? Okay. All right. Here we go. Bountiful, Utah. Boot Hill, Texas. Lovely, Kentucky. Magic City, Idaho. Which one, Nick, is made up? Seems to me like you said a while ago about you was going to change your voice a little about which one would be the right answer. But remember, I lie constantly, Nick. <laughs> yeah, so did, well, he, you know, did he not? Uh, I, I've also been known to fib, too, about I would really try not to throw off. Oh, okay. Well, okay. of course, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like two peas and a really lopsided pod. Oh, here, this right? is going to be bad. So what's your choice? Uh, I, I'm thinking that it might be the town in Kentucky. Lovely Kentucky doesn't exist. <sighs> that's that's untrue. That's untrue. It's actually a place. <laughs> you threw off, didn't you? Would I do something like that? Yes, you would. And we're going to play that song because you missed it. It's Boot Heel, Texas. Yeah, there's no Boot Heel, Texas, but there is a lovely Kentucky. All right, Nick. Thanks for playing. You're the loser of the week. Well, at least I've got a title now. Yeah, yes, you yeah, did. You've been all these years, you've been working on a title. The best we could give you is loser of the week. Yes. <laughs> so anyone who wants to complain about that song, and we got a text message that said, do you guys have a stroke? No. <laughs> no, it's Nick from Otwell's fault. I'm feeling a little better now, but the hatred is pouring in. I was going to say, text the uh, retribution was swift today. And uh, once again, it's all the fault of Nick from Otwell because you had to hear Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. And one of the text messages, well, we got two really good text messages. The first says, if you think about it, it's the perfect song for a guy who wears thong underwear. <laughs> that is True. <laughs> true. Nick from Otwell. And the other one, that just goes to show, nothing good comes from Otwell. Okay, that might have been a bit over the line right there. Yeah, so you want to confine the punishment to Nick from Otwell, not the entire t- Not the community of Otwell. <laughs> there are great people in Otwell. Absolutely. Except for that one. Yeah, and you know who he is now, don't you? All right, 812-386-1250. Your chance to choose the news and... Well, this segment here, I have no idea what Cliff has got uh, conjured up over there on that side of the counter. (laughs) Usually, I know what he's going to be doing, but on this segment, I have no clue. You're in the dark. I am in the dark, just like you, our wonderful 11 listeners. That's right. So give us a call, and let's see. Let's try this line here, Cliff. Here we go. All right. Hi, who's this? Eli Juliak. Eli? Yes, sir. All right, Eli. Here we go. Cliff's going to read you the headlines, and you pick the news. Okay, so you can choose from any of these three headlines. 
Number one, that'll cure what ails you. Number two, the race you didn't know about. Or number three, stand and salute the scientists. Let's try the race you didn't know about. The race you didn't know about. All righty. Excellent. Eli, this writer for National Public Radio seems to have fallen in love with the country of Japan. Oh, sure, Greg Rosowski says he's a fan of the food, the countryside of the people, but the best thing about Japan is the toilets. Public restrooms nearly everywhere in that country, and about 80% of private homes are high-tech, meaning, of course, they have integrated bidets, dryers, and heated seats. The toilets are self-cleaning and deodorize the air. They also have the built-in nightlights and play music. Many make white noise to fill the space with sound so that the person in the other stall of the public restroom won't have to hear whatever noise your colon is making. Rosowski says the differences between toilets there and toilets here, well, it's startling, and it leaves him asking the question, Why can't we have nice toilets too? Enter the company, Toto, who makes such a toilet for sale in the U.S., but apparently hasn't found quite the right spokesperson to sit on the fancy throne with the pants around the ankles to make the pitch. They do admit, though, that the American toilet, which is basically a bedpan with a drain, is the one thing that's winning the race to the bottom. Well, Eli, <laughs> you thumbs up and or thumbs down and on that story. That was a pretty good story. Well, that thank was. you very much. <laughs> so would you use one of these fancy toilets if you had one, Eli? Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> would you use the dryer feature? Yeah, that's probably my favorite. Would be your favorite. I, 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 I thought you okay. was going to say that, you, Eli. We, you should probably stop asking Eli questions yes. right now. Uh, Eli, thank you for participating. You have a great day, okay? And be safe out there. No problem. You guys do. You too. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> if you need all of that stuff. To go to the bathroom. I mean, really, if you yeah. need that. If you do, yes. You've, need, you've got digestive problems. That's all you've got. <laughs> well, Cliff, Audrey yeah. from the Grand Ole Opry got a hold of us. Oh, she did? Yes, she did. Okay, and good. She wanted everyone to know that there's still no audiences allowed at the Grand Ole Opry as of right. now through the 4th of April. That's still holding. Yes. And may be extended. No one knows no, for sure at yet. At this point. Although, you know, because it's a radio show, they're actually performing. You can actually hear it and watch it if you can get the channel and whatnot. And that's what I was going to say, okay. Cliff. I have been... Uh, told by one of our uh, wonderful listeners yeah. that the best way to do it now you generally don't you know talk about other stations <laughs> but if you want to hear the grand Ole opry this saturday night yeah it's going to feature vince gill his wife amy grant okay. and their daughters jenny and corina and so they're going to be on the grand Ole opry this That's saturday cool. night yeah. if you get the app and download it the wsm app yeah. That, of course, is the radio station they've been playing for many, many, many years at yeah. the Grand Ole Opry. Mm -hmm. You can hear it, and it's going to sound wonderful. I have been rest assured that that's the greatest app in the who, world. Who rest assured that? That guy over across the river. <laughs> really? The guy with the bidet? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mr. Tushin Boots <laughs> over there. It's time now for Take It to the Bank, okay. my ideal job, and I was just born too late for it. What's that? In the early 1900s, yeah. before the alarm clock was so popular, people in England would hire people, yeah. sort of like me, to knock on their windows with a large pole to wake them up every morning. <laughs> that was your job. Walk around and be the knocker. I could be the knocker, You Cliff. could be the knocker. Pop, pop, pop. <laughs> 
and then go to the next destination. And, and that's knock payment. there. Yes. Is that not perfect? I'm up early anyway. Well, yeah. So I could just go around. Maybe I could go around in the neighborhood here. No, see, that, would, that wouldn't go well because everyone has an alarm clock now. It's been invented. And if you were carousing around in the neighborhood here in the wee hours of the morning, people would call the police on you. <laughs> Born too late, Cliff. Apparently you were. I'm I, telling I, The you. only question I have out of that is, okay, so who woke the knocker up? Ooh, I could be the waker-upper of the knocker. There, well, there you go. Started to say that and didn't want to go there. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, I almost said it, was it too. Like, did they work as a team? Like knockers? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> well, Cliff. Yes? We've said it many times. Here's more proof of it. What's that? Nothing good ever happens in a story that involves a sword. Oh, or a machete. Or a machete. Yes, any kind of long blade. Always a bad thing. And this, I think you'll figure out real quickly okay. where it all went wrong. Okay. You see, in New Hampshire, yeah. guy was playing his uh, music a little bit too loud for mm. his neighbor. Okay. Neighbor goes over, knocks on the door, says, yeah. hey, can you turn it down just right. a little bit? Totally, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So the man who was playing the loud music did what any normal person would do. <laughs> he went and grabbed a two-and-a-half-foot sword and chased the guy back to his house. <laughs> now, do you see the problem here, Cliff? Yes, what is the problem? The problem is, that's not very neighborly. <laughs> well, that wasn't where I was thinking. Oh, okay. What I were was you thinking, thinking? If you're going to do that, yeah. At this point in time, yeah. You have to pull out a six-foot sword oh. for social distancing. Oh, oh see, I, t- I totally missed that. See the two and a half footer. A, yeah, you. By the time you, uh, I don't know, get close enough to do any damage, you're too close. You're too close, and yeah. you could get sick. So if you're going to pull the knife or the sword. Make it a six-foot sword. Pull it a big one. <laughs> Cliff, anything yeah. said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. Burns at the end. <laughs> Ginger ale. That's right. The new one. <laughs> Which end, we're not sure yet. No. Although, if it burns going in, it's going to burn coming out. Number two. I'm talking with a stiff tongue because I bit my tongue yesterday when I was sneezing. Yeah. That's a <laughs> trick you got to have at the circus. <laughs> And the number one morning roadshow phrase for today, because you can't touch your face. We all have to figure out how to pop a zit without touching it. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, Cliff, yeah. everyone this weekend, be safe. Yep. Be kind to each other while you're out there and That's about. That's absolutely right. A lot of people losing their tempers right now. Yes. Let's relax. Take yeah, it easy. Take it easy. Remember to laugh if you need a reason to laugh, or at least point and snicker. Listen to a whole bunch of podcasts from Weed and Cliff, because we got like over a year's worth of stuff. At weedandcliff.com, you can listen to them. And yeah. remember, we're social distancing, yes. although they want us to now say physically distancing. So in the immortal words of Cliff Ingram, <laughs> we'll leave you with this. Here we go. Get away from me! If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.